for the last 2,000 years, we've had God speaking through his scriptures. That's what he wants the emphasis on. He doesn't want someone dying on an operating table and writing down what they saw. He says, you don't need that. You can interpret that any way you want, but you can't interpret this any way you want. I wrote it down. It's not private interpretation. It's my word. Everything needful for us to know about God is contained in his word. The scriptures are not an exhaustive record of everything about God, but they're everything God wants to reveal as truth about himself for us. Now, just before we go, I want you to turn to Peter. Remember I told you Peter is amazing. Look at 2 Peter 1. And you don't have to go anywhere else. This is the last one. And uh, I want you to see something fascinating Peter tells us. Because God's word is sufficient and complete. It's not missing any part. It's not wanting for completion. Paul said the scriptures were all we need, so we lack nothing. And because God has given all things that pertain to life and godliness, God's word is perfect. But people weren't content with that. Even in the early church, there were people claiming God told them something, and the apostles had to start shutting down false teachers and false prophets. In fact, that's what 2 Peter is all about. He's shutting down all these false, not-from-God speakers. And he writes this book. And if you read, 2 Peter is, is a very sobering, it's, very, it's parallel with uh, Jude. It's very sobering, the condition of the early church, of people wanting more than just the scriptures. Now look what Peter says, starting in verse 12 of 2 Peter 1. For this reason I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know them and are established in the present truth. He says, what you've heard from me, is from God, it's truth. Yes, I think it's right, as long as I'm in this tent to stir you up by reminding you. So Peter was, verse 13 of chapter 1, he says, I'm, I'm repeating myself. Uh, and he says, verse 14, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent. He says, I'm not going to be with you always, just as Jesus Christ showed me. Remember Jesus said, they're going to take you and, and take you somewhere where you don't want to go and, and all that at, at John 21. So he knew that, that he was going to be martyred. Now look what he says in verse 15. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. So he says, I'm going to write down as an apostle, as a messenger. Remember John 14, Jesus said, I'm, he told the disciples, he breathed the spirit upon them, and he says, you are going to remember everything you need to remember, and you're going to get that all for me written down. The Holy Spirit is going to use you to speak of me. And so that was the commission. They were going to write the scriptures. And Paul says in 2, Corinthians, or 2 Timothy 3 that God breathed out through him. And Peter says right here that, that the Spirit of God moved them to write down. Now look what Peter says. Verse 16. Now he's starting to hit at these false teachers. And he says, We don't follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of the Lord Jesus, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. What Peter's saying is, I've got something up on all these false teachers. How many of them have seen what I have seen? Verse 17, for he received from God the Father honor. He's talking about Christ and glory. When a voice came to him, a voice came to Jesus from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son. Verse 18, and we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Where are we now? We're in, John, or in Matthew 17 the Mount of the Transfiguration. You know what Peter's saying? He's saying, were any of the rest of you claiming to have revelation? Were any of you there? Peter, 
James, John, Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus. Do you remember Jesus? Jesus was so ordinary looking. The only way you could pick him out of a crowd is have someone run up and throw their arms around him and kiss him. That's how you knew it was him. There was, he would not have made it in the movie and television industry. He was not striking, you know, where people just couldn't ever forget how unbelievable he looked, how he talked. Nobody else talked like him. He looked unremarkable until the Mount of Transfiguration. And Matthew 17 says, for just a moment, as Peter and James and John watched, Jesus just let out a tiny glimmer of the fullness of God bodily dwelling in him, his deity. And, and Peter said that it was blinding light and, and such, well, look what he says. He says it, it, was, it was a glory and a voice and majesty, verse 16, when we were with him on the holy mountain. And he said, any of you guys ever seen that? My experience is greater than any of yours. Now look what he says, verse 19. And we have a more sure word. We have the prophetic word confirmed. What, if, if you carefully, and this is fascinating, the word order that Peter wrote down and God's Spirit inspired says this. The Mount of Transfiguration was unbelievably great. And none of you were there. But you have something more sure that you're holding than any mountaintop experience. That's what he says. We have the prophetic word confirmed. We, and you do well to heed. He's talking about the Bible. It's a light that shines in a dark place. When the day dawns, the morning star rises in your heart, knowing first no prophecy of Scripture is a private interpretation. He says people are going to have all kinds of experiences and they're going to interpret them any way they want, but you have something more sure. You have God's word. Jesus Christ validated the Old Testament. He called it scriptures in John 5, 39. And then he says the rest that I'm going to reveal is going to come through these apostles and they're going to verify it. And by the time we get to Revelation 22, the last living apostle, John, was writing along and God says one last thing I want you to write. Don't add anything to this book it's done no more revelations don't take anything out of it it's complete boom what did peter say this is what he said god's word trumps anyone's experience even mine peter said you weren't up on the mountain i was but you have a more sure prophetic word it's god's word the written word of God trumps all other manifestations of God from the writing of the New Testament onward. Why? Jesus said, because deception, deception, deception. No matter what anyone says God told them, each of us can know exactly what God has told all of his children. God does not reveal his will for us by speaking or giving signs to someone else. Just because someone says they know something, the Lord says, test it against the word. Joseph heard angels. Joseph saw dreams but we have something even more sure than anyone's experience. We have all of God's word. We have all that he wants us to have. We have every event he wants us to know about. We have every promise that he wants us to cling to. We don't need any other experiences. 
we have what God wants us to have. And we have it for all of our life. And we have it in our hands. And we can choose each day to write a little bit more of it on our hearts.